0: Welcome to Well Made, where we dive deep into all things wellness, self-improvement, and self-love. I'm your host, Kat Kamalani, a mother of two beautiful kids and a proud wife to a firefighter husband. Together, we'll explore raw and candid moments that touch on every aspect of life, from parenting to relationships, career, and personal growth. Our conversations will be filled with insight, experiences, and tips to help you live your best life. So sit back, relax, and join us on this journey towards a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. Welcome back to another episode of Well Made. This episode is going to be very, very intimate to me. And I have to tell you, I'm really nervous to talk about it. Just because I don't ever want to come off that I'm bashing somebody or I'm putting down other people. I have a lot of family who are still part of an organized religion, and I want to be respectful to them and their views, but I also want to be respectful to me and my views and what I believe. This is my faith journey, and this is a huge part of my life. And I have been really open about my faith through all levels on social media, and I felt like I was more quiet about my transition because I was nervous of the backlash I was going to receive. So going forward, I was part of an organized religion from the time I was a baby, and I was baptized into this religion at eight years old, which now looking back, I feel like it's not an age that you can consent to a really, really big commitment. And from that point forward, I always remember just having this heavy burden on my heart and my shoulders of trying to do everything right. Because in the religion, we believed, well, I used to believe that families can be together forever. And that word can was a huge emphasis to me that it's not families are together forever. It's can. And can is because of the actions that I choose to do. And so there was little things that I would do as a child where I felt like I wasn't going to receive the blessings. I wasn't going to be with my family forever, that I wasn't going to make it to the celestial kingdom, which is the highest kingdom, also known as heaven. There was a lot of things that were heavy on me. I knew growing up that This is the true church. And I know it's the true church because that was what was told to me. I prayed constantly and I felt like I did everything I was supposed to do to make Heavenly Father, Jesus, my parents, my religion happy. It wasn't until I was in college that I started to be exposed to other religions, other people. And it was weird to me meeting other people who were outside of my organization that we're very kind and giving and loving. And it's not like we're taught in our organization that people aren't part of our religion, aren't this, but we are told that we are the ones who have all the truth to religion and that we are, this is the only way that you can be happy and for eternal happiness. So I was really confused about that. I was also really confused about how other people are making so much money because we're told that we need to give 10% of our money to this religion. Now, there was times where I saw my parents really struggle to make this 10%, that having eight kids that they didn't know how they were going to afford food or pay their bills or their mortgage, and I was in that exact same position. There was times in college where I was working three jobs and I had no clue how I was going to pay food, but I knew if I gave 10% of my money that the Lord would bless me somehow. So why is it that I'm in this struggling position and I'm not receiving these blessings of money that I thought I should be receiving? And I see people that's not in this religion that are doing very, very well off. And that is when all the questions started to come in. Now, thinking about the religion you grew up in is a very, very scary thing to think that it may not be true because you almost feel like it's this devil on your shoulder Tempting you. And that if you leave, the only way to have happiness is to be inside this religion and leaving it, you won't have happiness. And so if you do leave and you're not happy, then they're all right, right? Because that's the only way to have happiness. But if you do leave and you do have happiness, for me, it was followed by this guilt and this burden of why am I feeling free? Why am I feeling happiness? And when I was in college, I was having all these questions, but I knew. The right thing was to do is get married in the temple with my husband, make these commitments and follow Lord's plan. So I went through the temple and I came out. And I remember saying to my parents, I just signed the biggest contract of my life. And I have no clue what I just signed. I wasn't prepared for this. Nobody told me what happens inside these walls. And I just feel so blindsided that I don't know what I was signing. And now, because I have this knowledge, for the rest of my life I am committed to this because if I step away I'm I'm going to outer darkness because I have the knowledge now and I was petrified of that it was so much fear instilled in me and over time there was things coming out about gay rights that I didn't align myself with the religion I didn't feel like it was a trial because they do believe that it's a trial I felt like I've had Nieces and nephews who are gay, and I've had friends who are gay, and I've had in laws who are gay. And I believe that they're born with it, and it's a decision that they can't choose. And so I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that families are supposed to be together forever if you choose to be, depending on your actions. And you have to give 10% of your money in order to go through the temple, and you have to go through the temple and get married and get your garments, which is your underwear in order to go to the celestial kingdom, which is the highest kingdom. They preach so much about family, family, family. But why is it gay people can't be a part of that? That they have to be celibate and single for the rest of their life. And the thought of me kissing another girl, I could not do that. I'm straight. I'm not gay. And I know the feelings that I have of that thought is if somebody who was gay had that feelings of kissing the opposite sex that you're going to make them have that for the rest of their life. I also felt that when we are putting so much emphasis around family, but then telling gay people that they can be celibate and single for the rest of their life and they can't enjoy family or children that we're putting an emphasis on that it's marriage is only about sex because they have to be married to have sex, but they can't be married to the same sex. So all of these questions were coming up for me and I kept suppressing them, putting them down, shoving them down, trying not to think about it. And I, would, I imagine a little shelf and I would just keep putting it on the shelf, like tuck it away. Don't think about it. It's the truth. And if you think about it, you're going to outer darkness. Well, it came one day where I am a huge, huge believer. Food is medicine. I do believe in God and I do believe in Jesus. And I believe that they put everything here on this earth that is food for a reason the plants, the animals, the trees, everything. And matcha is so good for you. It has high antioxidants. It's not addicting. It's a slow energy. And I kept asking my family, why is it that we can't have matcha? In case you aren't familiar, it's called the word of wisdom. You can't have hot coffee. You can't have teas, alcohol. But I was confused of why I couldn't have matcha, something that was so good for my body that's organic, high in antioxidants but I could drink a man-made chemical energy drink. And nobody could tell me the answer. Everyone kept telling me to just go in faith and not question it. Just know that it's, there's a reason for it. But then I got to thinking, well, what about coffee? I mean, coffee is a bean and it's organic and God made it and it's from a tree. But God didn't make energy drinks. And then I thought, wait a minute. Okay, if it's, if it's cold, then it's good, right? No, if it's cold, it's not good. It's coffee, you still can't drink it. It's addicting. Okay, I totally can get behind that. But it's addicting because of the caffeine, correct? Correct. So why is it that you can have Coke and Diet Coke and caffeine drinks and energy drinks? And that's addicting. No, but it's cold. Those are cold. They're not hot. So I can't have hot chocolate. No, you can have hot chocolate. But I can't have iced coffee or hot coffee because it's addicting, but I can have these other things. And it started to not make sense to me. When I tell you that this was a really scary part of my life, I mean that because I was questioning everything that I've learned, everything that I'm supposed to be doing and receive blessings. And in order for me to be with my family forever, I had to be doing these things. So in order to go forward with the religion, I decided I needed to do it as a buffet. pick and choose what I want and then believe what I want. And I would say the things to people like, I'm only 80% part of this religion. And then it started dwindling down. Like, no, I'm only 70%. No, I'm only 60%. I, I drink matcha and chai tea and I support gay rights. And I, I don't know if I wear my garments all the time because I never had a connection to them, but I believe everything else. And it just kept going lower and lower and lower. And it finally dawned on me that if God and Jesus loves me as much as I love my daughter and my son, He would not want to try to trick me. He would not want me to do wrong things or feel unhappy or fear. And no matter what my kids do, I will always love them no matter what. There's a saying that I say to my little girl and little boy every night. And I say, do you know that I love you? And they say, yes. And why do I love you? Because you're my daughter or you're my son. And will you always be my daughter and my son? And they say, yes. So will I always love you? And they say, yes. I don't believe that because of me being a human and having free agency and questions that I'm going to be taken away from my family to live forever. I believe we will be judged accordingly of how good of a person we are, that I don't need to know certain handshakes or wear certain underwear or follow certain guidelines for God to love me. I knew that I could have a direct relationship with God and I did not need a third party involved and go through this third party to make sure I'm good. And I also know I can have a direct relationship with my heavenly mother that I can pray to her and I can talk to her directly. And I don't always have to go through heavenly father. And that is another thing that I always questioned about because we were told not to pray to Heavenly Mother. And the thought of my little Luna and Brooks to never speak to me just didn't sit right with me. I didn't love not feeling on the same level as the men in my religion, that if God created us in the image of him and we are all equal to him, Brooks, in my eyes, is not above Luna in our family. And we are all on the same level. And I have the same capabilities as my husband and as men do. And I created these humans inside of me. And the thought of them not being able to pray to me or talk to me made me sick to my stomach. And it was that moment that I decided that this is no longer for me. And when I tell you that it is 100% harder leaving the religion that I was born into and raised in and knew that that was the only thing that I knew, I'm telling you that is way easier staying in the religion because you have to deal with such an identity change and reprogram your brain of not having this guilt and shame around sex and about relationships and your family and what you're drinking and what you're doing that's harming nobody. And it's just you trying to be a good person and live your life. For the first year, I remember telling my parents, I wish I never had this testimony change. I wish that I was still in it because it would be so much easier than going through all this. But I can tell you, after that push, after really looking at my identity and myself and really trying to figure out who I am, I feel so free. I feel so happy. And I feel just this burden and heaviness off my shoulders. I feel even more connected to my husband. I feel more connected to Jesus and God. And I'm grateful that I have the best parents in the world that support me and love me no matter what, and that they choose to rel- live this and they respect me for what I live. I knew I just couldn't keep correcting the church and what they taught to my kids, that I always know that I would teach Luna and Brooks about having confidence in their body and that they should never be in a room with a 70-year-old man by themselves saying their quote-unquote sexual sins, that they need to support every single person in this world, no matter if they're gay, straight, Black, Native American, whatever religion they come from, they need to support and love them and open them with kindness and that we should be judged by how we treat others and the kindness of our heart, not the type of clothes that we're wearing or if we're drinking an energy drink or a matcha drink or a coffee drink. Those things don't matter. I don't believe that the Lord erased my memory and put me here on this earth and said, good luck trying to come back to me. You got to find the one and only religion. And then you've got to do uh, pages and pages of requirements to so come back to me. And if you don't find the one and only religion and do these pages of requirements, then you can't come with live with me anymore. I just don't believe that. I believe in being good and I believe in being kind. And I wanted to tell you guys this because if there's somebody struggling out there, this is not me to convince somebody to step away from the church or to no longer be a part of it. But this is me only encouraging you to find your truth, find what you actually believe, question things, question where is your stance? Do you believe the history? And do you believe the Joseph Smith and really dive deep into who he was as a person and Who, what the church stands on. I don't believe that this religion promotes evil or they're doing things on purpose, but I do believe that what they're preaching and what they're doing is very harmful to shame and guilt. I know just by your heart and the kindness of your heart and what kind of person you are, that God loves you no matter what. And even if you make a mistake, that he knows your intention and we're all human. I appreciate you guys for listening to this, listening to my heart and allowing me to open up such a intimate part of my life. And it feels so good to get this out there and just to move forward with my life of not being part of any type of religion, but teaching my kids. And for me, having a direct relationship with God and Jesus and Heavenly Mother And knowing that no matter what, I'm a good person and that I will always be accepted and loved and back into their home and their heart. I hope you guys have a great day and I will see you next time. If you were inspired by today's episode, I encourage you to tag me on social media at Kat Kamalani so I can personally thank you myself. I would love to hear your thoughts on my podcast. So go ahead and leave a review. So high five for finishing the episode and trying to better yourself. I hope you found it informative, inspiring, and thought-provoking. I will see you again soon for another episode. Take care.